This is the Sons and Slaves Podcast. This is a show devoted to helping fathers and sons honor and obey the Lord. Join me, Jared, and my sons, Ransom and Valor, as I talk to them about boyhood and the process of becoming a man. Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. We're glad you're here. I'm here with my co-host, Ransom and Valor. You guys doing alright today? Yeah. Yeah? Anything new with you guys? No, nothing. Nothing. Nothing, huh? Well, I thought we would keep going along in our book called Boyhood and Beyond and talk about the chapter called Authority. What do you guys think? Yeah. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, why don't we go ahead and pray. You guys take your hats off. We don't cover our heads in prayer, do we? Yeah. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We want to honor you as we talk about authority. We want to wield the authority you've given us well, and we want to honor you in the process. God, I pray that you'd help us to rule and learn to rule for the good of others, not to put others down, but to build others up. And we just trust that you're going to help us. I thank you for my sons. Lead this time, Holy Spirit. I trust you well. In Jesus' name I pray, and we all said, Amen. Amen. Okay, we're starting with a story. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Her head was gone. The rest of the chickens sat there, but without a head. When a raccoon kills a chicken, he often begins his feast with the head. When he feels full, he leaves the bird as she is, without her head, until the next night. If you find a headless chicken, you can be pretty sure one night soon, the raccoon will be back. That is a good time to set a trap if you want to catch him. Only one chicken with a head remained in my neighbor's chicken house. The raccoon got him, one by one. My neighbor Gary took it personally. No raccoon was going to get all this chickens. He began to sleep in a travel trailer parked beside the pen. On the third night, he heard it. Squawk! That's a dying chicken call. After you hear one, you'll never forget it. Grabbing his forty-five caliber pistol, Gary was serious, and he jumped out of the door. His appearance startled the raccoon, who let the chicken go. Darkness made it difficult to see clearly, but a shadow sprinted for the spot where the raccoon had entered before. The pistol jerked into action. Kaboom! Dead in one shot. Feathers flew everywhere. The raccoon scampered out another hole in the fence and disappeared. Gary stood in disbelief. The raccoon didn't get all his chickens. He shot the last one himself. Gary had authority over his chickens. They were his to do with whatever he wanted. He could feed them if he wanted. He could cook them if he wanted. He intended to use his authority and power to protect them. However, Gary's intentions backfired. Instead of protecting his last chicken, he eliminated her. This happens frequently with men. They sometimes use their God-given authority and power to do selfish things. They hurt and kill when they should be helping and saving. As you grow, you're given authority and you gain power. You receive authority when you're asked to watch your brothers or sisters or when you're given the responsibility for caring for a pet. Your power increases as your muscles develop. With maturing wisdom comes advantage over those with less understanding. Now, I like chicken stories, and raccoon stories. What have we been doing the last five nights? Raccoon catching. Valor? We, catching. we caught yep. a baby raccoon first time. Second time, caught like a huge one. Uh-huh. This time, this morning, it was the size of a newborn cat. Valor, what's been your responsibility with catching those raccoons? I've been, I chopped up bread, and I chopped up some, I chopped up some bread to make it. Did you and you even loaded the uh, trap last night, didn't you? It's yeah. pretty exciting to see a raccoon in the trap, isn't it? Yeah. Why are we even wanting to catch raccoons? 
they won't stop getting out of trash, and it's so annoying. It is annoying, isn't it? Yeah. Waking up, even though we have a stone on top of the trash, somehow those raccoons get in there, and they get trashed over our yard, and who ends up having to clean that up? Me, Valor, sometimes, and Dad. Yeah, actually. Sometimes. Who does it most of the time? Dad. We do it sometimes. <laughs> you do it sometimes, but it's not fun. No. So we've been catching Stinks. raccoons. Yeah, because we have authority over that trash, and that raccoon is trying to take over our authority, isn't he? Mm -hmm. So what do you think about this story about accidentally killing the chicken? Was Gary wanting to protect his chickens, or was he wanting to harm his chickens? He was to protect them. Mm -hmm. Protect them, but he harmed them. Yeah, he harmed them with his power. It was an accident, but he still harmed him. Mm -hmm. Harmed the chicken, didn't he? Thought he was killing that yeah. raccoon. Well, Mr. Bob, our author here, tells us that that's kind of how manhood is and the authority that God gives us. Do you guys know that God has given you strength and authority? It's seen in your muscles, and it's told in the Bible that we have authority in our life and in our household. And the danger is is that the people with authority, if they don't use that authority rightly, they can hurt people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are some areas of responsibility that you guys currently have right now? Our cats. Okay. Our cats. Well, we don't have two cats, we just have one. Well, I don't know if we have one anymore. Yeah, we've not seen Pew Pew in a while, have we? Yeah, I think it might be living at the neighbor's house. The neighbor was feeding it soft cat food, and it liked that cat food better, I think. We should start giving it soft cat food. <laughs> Maybe she'll come back if I we hope. get it soft cat food, you know? Mm -hmm. Valor, what's some of your chores it's and responsibilities? coming back when it storms. Yeah, when it storms, right. Mm -hmm. What's some of your chores and responsibilities, Valor? Like my bed. Okay. Yep. Ransom, what's the new responsibility you're doing around the house and then around the pergola and garden? Weed eating. How's that going? Good. Really good. I love weed eating. You do? It's fun. Has it been kind of difficult to learn? Yeah. It's kind it of the angle. Yeah, it's heavy. It's still kind of heavy. Yeah. Got to get the angle right. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. That's true. Bob gives us an example here of the different kinds of authority. And I just kind of want to see what you guys think about it. He contrasts the Pharisees and Jesus. The Pharisees were a group of religious leaders that rejected Jesus and rejected the right understanding, proper understanding of God's word. And they used authority in all sorts of wrong ways. Here's what he says. The best example of good authority versus bad authority is found by comparing Jesus and the Pharisees. Jesus has all authority and power. He uses that authority for the benefit of people. He is a servant of everyone and uses his resources to meet their needs. Once, even a group of demons asked Jesus for permission to eat, enter a herd of pigs. He granted their request. Jesus does not use his power to push folks around. With his authority, he serves. The Pharisees were the religious leaders in Jesus' day. They're examples of those who use authority selfishly. God gave them authority to teach and lead the people. The Pharisees lost sight of that purpose. Instead of helping people worship God, they became burdensome, and they put burdensome man-made laws upon them, driving away God's messengers, even killing Jesus, the one who gave the Pharisees their, their authority. Almost every time Pharisees used their power, they were trying to stop someone from doing something. Almost every time Jesus used his power, he was helping someone to do something. The right use of authority says things like this. Sure, you can do that. Here, I have a tool to help you with that task. Use this money to buy some material you need. Go ahead, wade into the river, and I will step downstream in case you fall. That's a great idea. I can help you accomplish that. Some boys have much authority. Others have little. Maybe you have only one thing to be in charge over. That's where to begin. Give your attention to it. Why are chores important in the life of a boy? They're important 
because that helps to understand that you always start off with small things when you start working. Mm-hmm. You start off with small things. Like right now, Valor's doing small chores. I'm doing the bigger ones. I'm doing some of the same things he's doing. Mm-hmm. But I get the larger and harder ones. Right. Because I've already passed through what he is doing. Uh-huh. I'm teaching him how to make his bed. I'm teaching him all the stuff he's doing. Right. So you're teaching him what you've learned. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you do a good job with the tasks and the responsibilities and the jobs that we give you, do you think that that encourages us to give you more authority or less authority? More authority. More authority, right? What if you do a really bad job and just whined and complained about weed eating and did a really bad job? I don't want weed eat. Right, like that? Or what if you, when mom said, hey, Valor, it's time to go pick the garden, what if you whined and complained and didn't do that and went out started throwing things. and had a bad attitude and started throwing tomatoes at everybody? Would that make <laughs> us want to give you more authority or less authority? Because little bit of authority is the testing ground for more authority, right? Yeah. So learning to do your chores now with a good attitude is incredibly important because a complainy boy often ends up being a complainy man. And we don't want whiny, complaining boys or men, do we? No, we don't. No, no way. No way. Is there anything grosser than a grown, grown man that just whines and complains all the time? Nothing. Not cool. But why is it so easy? This is just, let's get honest here. It's easy... To whine and complain about the things that we have to do, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. Why is it so easy to whine and complain? Why do you think that's easy? I don't know, but it just is. It is, right? You're born not you're born knowing not how to obey, but how to disobey. Yeah, I know. That's that I sin. wish it was the other way around. Wouldn't that be yeah. awesome if you were just yeah. born with great attitudes and knew how to do everything right away? That's how Jesus was born. Well, and, I, G- and, and Jesus never so he didn't have a sin nature, and no. he overcame every sin and temptation that was common to man. It was amazing. Yeah. He never complained, and yet we have rebelled and complained. And that's the thing about this sin nature, because now, even as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit indwelling us, don't we? Yeah. yeah. It, we feels, it feels like you could just obey your parents. Like, you know what? I to, bet I could. Yeah. Just when they ask you to do something, and you do it, uh-huh. It, that's easy. But right. when you ask them, but if the parents ask them to do it, it's more easier not to, uh, yeah. not to obey. Yeah, right. Even you just complain. I know, because even though... Complaining is so easy. Complaining is easy. And the thing is, you know what you want to do. You want to do the right thing. But sometimes doing the right thing requires... The Bible tells us the Holy Spirit gives us self-control. It's the last fruit. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit working inside of us is that we have growing self-control. And so that's the thing that we've got to work on, even as young boys, because I think there's a lot of boys in your same situation. They want to do the right thing. The Holy Spirit's indwelling them. In fact, I think there's a lot of men in my situation that still have some things like yesterday. There was something that happened, and I responded wrongly to you. But I had to say right away, you know what, Ransom? I was wrong. That was wrong. I'm sorry for doing that. And you gave me a big hug, and you forgave me. Because there's some things that I still deal with, even as a man, you know? So I think for all of us, I think we have to grow in not complaining and using our authority for the good of others. Yeah, I wish it was easier to like, obey. Obey the easiest. I mm-hmm. wish you could obey the easiest and yep. the hardest uh-huh. to disobey. Yes, and that would be amazing. And that's But that's what the Holy Spirit is doing inside of us. He's working in us to work out that sin and work into us obedience because he's given us a new heart. And now our deepest desire, it really is to obey the Lord. Do you guys want to obey God or disobey God? 
Obey, for obey. sure. Deep down, right? And do you want to obey your parents or dishonor and disobey your parents? Obey I know, that's that's what we want to do because God's working in us. Now, let's think about this word authority and leadership because one of the things I've been teaching you, what, what do men do? Worship, work, protect, provide, lead, love. Okay, worship, work, protect, provide, lead, love. And this area of authority is in the category of leadership and in love. Let me just set up a scenario. There's a king, and this king is using his power... And he wants everybody in the city and everyone in the empire to do what he wants to do when he wants them to do it. When he has a plan, he expects everybody to implement that plan right away. There's another king in another kingdom. And he sees his responsibility to care for and to provide and see the people live and walk in authority that God has given them. And so he sees his responsibility to build them up. He doesn't see them as a tool to build up himself. Which is the better king? The one that uses tools to build other people up. Build other people up. Yep. Because there's always this temptation in us. And guys, you guys are leaders. Well, I tell you all the time, be a leader. Be a leader. And you're going to have an opportunity with the power and influence that God gives you to use people to do what you want them to do. Or... You can sacrifice for people, and you can lead by serving, and you can use your power that God gives you to build people up and not tear people down, because that's going to be a temptation. Just like it's a temptation to whine and complain, the power that God gives leaders, there's always a temptation there to use people to build themselves up, rather than be used by yourself to build other people up. And we want to build people up, don't we? Uh How can you build others up in your life right now? Give them, like, compliments. Give them... Like, if they do really good at the, in an instrument or something, good job. You do really good at that. Encur- so encouragement? Uh-huh. Okay. What if one of your friends is doing something they shouldn't be doing? What's one way you can help them and be a good leader in their life? Tell them to stop. Have a hard, difficult conversation with them? So that means to tell them to stop is going to require courage to have a difficult conversation with that boy, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's the right thing to do. Well, Valor, do you have any final thoughts or comments about authority? Um, always got to thing. So here's the encouragement. Every boy listening in, whatever chores you have to do today, whatever responsibilities your dad and your mom have given you, go do that with a really good attitude right now, right away. And then ask your dad and mom, is there anything else that we can do? Is there any other way that we can help? And as you do that, I promise you, your dad and mom, they're going to be, one, so proud of you, but they're also going to give you more responsibilities and they're going to give you more freedom because they're seeing that you're turning into a respectable boy. And that is a very good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thanks so much. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having this conversation with me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Please subscribe and see me. Say that really loud. Please subscribe and I'll see you next time. Please subscribe and see you next time. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Sons and Slaves podcast. If you've enjoyed this show, please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes and pass this along to every father and son that you know.